Sherm Chester with you on this edition of the Seaco Sports Forum podcast. We have as our special guest, the coach is back, Bill Taylor. A lot of things going on in sports, and, and uh, we'll go after the big one that's on everybody's mind right now, bracketology. Uh, last program, Roger Brown was here, and we talked about our brackets for the March Madness for the men's tournament. Two, two things stood out. We knew there were going to be upsets. And the one that I don't think anybody saw coming was Farley Dickinson knocking off the number one seed, Purdue Boilermakers. That was that was the one that everyone went, huh? And then Kansas, the other number one, got knocked out in the tourney early on. And and the surprise, I guess, beside Farley Dickinson was uh, the Princeton Tigers. They're they're actually going right. into the Sweet 16. They were a number 15 seed, I believe, going into it. Um, and hey, they may be the Cinderella team. You know, a few years back it was Gonzaga. Now Gonzaga's a regular into the tourney. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how deep it goes. Just to review where, where we stand going into the Sweet 16, um, UCLA, Gonzaga, that's a, a big matchup. It's kind of a revenge matchup. Uh, two years ago, it was a buzzer beater that took out the uh, UCLA Bruins by Gonzaga. And uh, the uh, Zags went on to play in the championship game that two years ago, uh, thanks to that win over the Bruins. So that's a revenge matchup. I, I'm going with the Zags. I'm sticking with the Zags in that one. The John Wooden UCLA Bruins. Roger Brown agrees with you on that one. UCLA. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be the contrarian and go with Gonzaga, but UCLA does have something to prove, and and uh, like I say, a grudge match there. The uh, other surprise upset: Florida Atlantic, a number nine seed. Uh, this is their first uh, Sweet 16. Uh, they'll be taking on the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm gonna go with the Vols. What about you? You and I both. Number seven, Michigan State. Tom Izzo, who's Mr. March, he's been in 15 sweet 16s. Uh, he'll be taking on Kansas State. They're the top seed there, seven versus, I believe it's a two. Um, I'm I'm going to stick with that. They're my wild card in this thing, Michigan State. I love Tom Izzo. And just, I don't know why, but that team just, I'm, that's my perennial pick. What about you? I am going with Michigan State. All right. Roger's going to go with K-State in that one. Um, let's go to the other bracket, the other side of the brackets, uh, Houston, Miami, that's a number one going up against the number five. Uh, I've been picking Houston on that one. So I agree. I like the Cougars also. And the next bracket or part of the bracket is number seven, Xavier going up against number two, Texas. I'm going with Texas in that one. I like Xavier. And, and Roger agrees with you on that one, Xavier. The next matchup is Arkansas takes on UConn. I, I'm going to go for the local guys, UConn. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Razorbacks, and I and I know what the, the last one is going to be Bama, and I'm a Bama fan. I think Bama's going to go all the way. All right. Well, yeah, I was going to say Bama taking on San Diego State, a one and a five. So that's uh, that's another big matchup there. So, Roger, uh, you're going with Bama. Roger agrees with you. Uh, I agree there as well. Uh, I'll see. What else did Roger have here? I'm just looking at his picks he gave me. He couldn't be with us today, so he sent me his picks. He's got Creighton over Princeton. Uh, that game. Okay, we didn't mention that. Creighton-Princeton, the six and 15. I like the Creighton Blue Jays. I think Princeton has... They play very well. 
They've got all kinds of accolades, but I don't know how much longer that can continue. So midnight rings and Cinderella and the story is over. <laughs> That's it. And you know what? I'll be a contrarian on that one. I'll go with Princeton. You know, there's always somebody gets into the, the elite eight and, and I'll, I'll say they'll have their shot. If you had to pick your final four right now from all those teams we just mentioned, who would your final four be? Uh, I don't know. I just, my final four, I don't know, but I think Bama is going to be the national champion. Okay. All right. I think uh, in one, I have two or three brackets going out there and I'm not sure which is which, but I have Houston and Alabama going at it. And in one of them, another one, I have Michigan state. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, like I say, Tom Izzo, as a matter of fact, Izzo is the only uh, coach left in the tourney that's been a national champion. That was one factoid Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard this morning. And also 12 of the remaining teams have made the elite eight and seven of them have gone to the final four in the past. So we shall see, we shall see. I'm, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a, a dandy matchup here. There's always somebody like Florida Atlantic could upset Tennessee. I'm not that one. I'm not going to go with, but Princeton, I'll, 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 I'll give them a do. And then on the lady side, now I'm just going to go through those real quick. That's, uh, you the, don't even have to go. That's South Carolina's tournament yeah, all the way. Yeah. John Staley team is head and shoulders above the rest of them yeah i i was gonna say it, it that's that's my pick there um there is a team that i'm kind of pulling for i saw him uh, play our buddy dave o'brien was doing the game last uh, weekend the iowa hawkeyes they got a decent mm-hmm. team i'm uh let me just go through the brackets real quick the sweet 16 brackets of what they got going it's south carolina south florida oklahoma taking on ucla it'll be mississippi state versus notre dame Arizona versus Maryland. That's in the Greenville uh, 16. Uh, let's see. In the other Seattle 16, it's Stanford versus Mississippi, Louisville versus Texas, Colorado playing Duke, and uh, Georgia takes on Iowa, the Hawkeyes. And of course, I'm picking them in that one for sure. Greenville, the other Miami of Florida takes on Villanova and LSU is against the Utah Utes. And one more bracket. UConn's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, they are in this one. Virginia Tech will be taking on Tennessee, and Ohio State takes on Connecticut. So I I think I've got Connecticut and South Carolina. My picks are more accurate in the women's side of things than they are the guys. I don't All right, so much for the, the tournament madness and bracketology and broken brackets and making new brackets and making new friends. How about the rest of the, the sporting world? Let's, let's talk about spring training is just about ready to wrap up. The baseball season is just about to get underway. A lot of players were at the world baseball classic, some of the superstars, and we'll talk about that and I'll hit on that in a few minutes, but give me your take on what you've been seeing from the Red Sox spring training camp. A couple of surprises. The big surprise is Everyone had ticketed Bobby Dahlback for out the door or as a trade or uh, figuring somebody like Oakland or Pittsburgh or people like that would take a flyer on him because he did have one really good season. What the surprise is, is that he has a very, very good shot of opening 
the season on the Red Sox roster as a backup infielder. He has shown the ability to play. He always was a good third baseman, but he has shown the ability to play shortstop. And usually people his size are not playing shortstop. He's actually a better infielder than he was a first baseman. I I find that, uh, I think that's a huge surprise. The Japanese outfielder the Sox signed, the big free agent signing, he had a heck of a world baseball class. I was going to say. <laughs> His bat, I mean, batting average, runs batted in, OP on base percentage, OPS. I mean, he was the real deal. Now, and as well as playing decent defense. So, the question is going to be, will it translate into the regular season? I think it will. He's a good bat on ball, you know, contact hitter. He goes up. I like his philosophy. He goes up with less than two strikes. He's looking for a pitch. He can hit hard. It's not take, 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 take. Right. He goes up looking to swing the bat. And then with two strikes, he's just looking to make contact and put the ball in play somewhere. I like that philosophy. I wish all the Red Sox had that philosophy. Amen to that. I I think if you watched any of the baseball uh, classic, World Baseball Classic, I only caught probably the last few games from the the tournament, uh, the ones that really mattered. And... uh, you know, the USA, Team USA was stacked with all the superstars and the Japanese team had their superstars and they were the two that were in the final in the championship game. The Japanese came out on top three to two. And the uh, the story of the game was the very final pairing on the mound, Otani at the plate, Trout, two teammates <laughs> facing off against each other. And uh, Otani just you know, blew him away. And and, uh, and and the sad thing was there was a little momentum going there, uh, a chance for the USA team to, to uh, tie it up. But of all people who hit into a double play, it was Mookie Betts. You know, mm-hmm. come on, Mookie, you know, choke, choke up and, and take one for the team and just, you know, get a, get a, get a single. Kyle Schwarber was the uh, guy who was dominant with the uh, home run bat. Uh, during the series. And like you say, uh, the dominant uh, player for the Japanese is going to be playing for the Red Sox this year. I want to bring up something on the World Baseball Classic because I think it's going to affect a lot of teams. To have it when they had it at that time of year and those guys getting ramped up and jacked up and then expect to go out there and perform in the regular season, I don't think you can do that. I think you're going to see more injuries like Altuve's. Diaz, that's another one. The uh, closer for the Mets yeah. got injured. Yeah, yeah. That's, one, that's one disadvantage of putting your superstars out there. I've always wondered why they don't just get the best college talent out there. I know the college people, the college, the universities don't want to see their stars go out either. But, I mean, this is the showcase, the future of baseball. And to put a guy like, oh, Otani, that was a good example. Now, he went out there throwing flames. He was going after he was going after all those guys uh, at that last right. inning. He was a closer. And when he had Trout up there, he wasn't going to let Trout get a hit off of him. No way, shape, or form. 
and, and and he just you know i'm thinking to myself go back to the all-star game pedro martinez at fenway park striking out sosa mcguire and barry bonds okay he was throwing flame 100 plus per hour and his arm was never the same after that all-star game and some of them with that silly home run derby over the years they've, they've burnt themselves out for the second half of the season um it's not like the uh nfl with their all-star uh game you know when they just go out and play tag football basically you know basketball i refuse to even watch the all-star basketball yeah same there same here the same reason it it is a joke let's bring up the celtics and jason tatum in that game the all-star game 55 points that's an all-time record after that he hasn't been the same in the second half of the season he's Mm. He has his days, but his consistency is gone. Let's let's talk about the Celts. Take on what what you've seen well, and what you're what you're hoping for. Well, what I'm hoping for is that they do win. I mean, but what I think is going to happen, uh, and I've watched them quite a bit since the All Star break. I think they are going to win the first series but it's going to be a long one and then i think they're out i think they're going to lose they were anointed championship material before the season started you don't anoint teams teams have to like you said they have to develop they have to gel you can't anoint them just because they have X people returning and they went to the finals the year before, that doesn't guarantee anything, anything. So to me, I just don't think they, uh, they're not playing defense, sure. Oh, I, I, agree. I mean, I agree. Guys are taking the ball to the hoop over and over and over. And, you know what? If you're going to play against the Celtics, what you're going to do is you're going to double team Tatum and frustrate him and make him pass the ball. And yeah, during the regular season, his passing has been okay. But when it comes, you know, look what Golden State did to him last year. Right. They're going to do, teams are going to do the same thing. If they play Cleveland, that's Cleveland's already shown that they're going to do that. They're going to get the ball out of his hands. They're going to make Marcus Smart beat them from the three-point line. At one point, they were leading the the standings. The Celtics were leading the standings. They've dropped back into the number two slot, Milwaukee at number one. And number three, I believe, is Philadelphia. I think that's how it's stacked right. up as we, as we speak. Um, home court advantage is what you're really playing for at this point going into the playoffs. Looking down the road, you've already said how you think they'll fare, the Celtics. Who, who, are, you, uh, who are you picking to go? I think to- Milwaukee's going to make it through. Middleton is getting healthier all the time. Middleton was missing last year when the Celtics played them. Middleton is a dependable scorer from the perimeter for the Bucks, So they don't have to put everything on Giannis's uh, shoulders. 
Yep. You know, so I think the Bucks are the team to beat. I'm not worried about Philly. We always seem, even now, we match up well with Philly. We let Embiid get his 30, but we limit the rest of the team. They don't have three the three-point shooting that they need to draw defenders away from Embiid. What about Steph uh, and the Golden State Warriors? you see them being a factor at all in the playoffs? Uh, no. I don't. They've become too dependent on Steph Curry. The rest of their players are not dependable. Jordan Poole has been a disappointment. And Klay Thompson, coming back from injury, hasn't been the Klay Thompson of old. In the West, the Denver Nuggets. Jokic, is uh, he's like unstoppable. And talk about somebody who's not concerned with his stats. I mean... He doesn't mind getting 900 assists a game as long as they win. So I think it's going to be Denver and Milwaukee. The team that actually, and it is a team, no doubt about it, that's been showing a lot of heart this year, the Bruins, and especially Linus Olmark with his 40 saves as we speak. And this guy, you know, stands on his head to save games and does everything he's he, you ask him to. Um, Boy, I'll tell you, and the only thing that scares me is that all the people started about midseason. Well, you know, they only have to win X number of games to break the all-time NHL record for for wins in a season. And they're they're starting that hype up again. Let the let the Bruins play. <laughs> Don't jinx them. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> uh the Bruins have been the dominant team this year in the NHL. They have the, the two best goalies. Uh, the defense, I mean, the pickup of uh, Orloff was tremendous. Right. Don Sweeney should get GM of the year or whatever award. They got him, and then to get Bertucci, he can play also. They're very deep. Everybody contributes. The, the coach doesn't rest. You know, the, you can't rest on your laurels because if you're not producing that game, he jumbles the lines and. But you're on a different line. If you're going to look at a team concept and a coach that's got the, the the players dialed in, that's it. The Bruins right now, and, and I, I would it would crush me to see them lose Stanley Cup at this point. It really is, you know, it's it's, it's they're they're the team to beat, and health is a big factor. If everybody stays healthy, uh, oh yeah, you know, and and that's where. Good coaching comes in too. You know, if a player isn't up to 100%, don't play him. Take and let him have the game off. Be careful. This is more important to get a healthy team into the Stanley Cup playoffs and finals, hopefully, than to take and worry about getting the all time NHL record for wins in a season. Right. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, Montgomery has said that. And he, I think he has a team believing that. All it takes is one big injury. Look at what happened last year with Carolina knocked out Lindholm and once he was gone the defense wasn't the same in uh, NFL news there uh, Patriots in particular they had two retirees uh Devin McCourty is retired and uh, Dante Hightower retired and they made a couple of moves Jacoby Meyer uh let loose and he's out with the Raiders and we pick up Schuster. yeah Schuster from from Kansas City or was a free agent and uh, formerly of Kansas City and and also the one that surprised me was Mike Gusecki, who uh, was a tight end for the Dolphins, 
And last year just wasn't a factor. There was another tight end from the Dolphins that got traded out to the LA Rams. And I think he would have been a good fit for the Patriots kid named Hunter Longs. <laughs> Hunter Henry is a, is a legit tight end. Yeah. But it would have been nice to have two hunters on the team, Hunter Henry and Hunter Long. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's what I, here's my take. Hunter Long has all kinds of possibilities, but the NFL is a prove it league, not a possibility league. Right. And Hunter's, it's unfortunate, but his issue has been staying healthy. Right. And, I think the Rams are at a point where they can afford to gamble uh, and take a roll of dice on some players and say, hey, they recognize his potential. He can catch the ball. He can block. I mean, he can be a dynamic force, but he's got to be able to stay on the practice field and stay out of the training room as much as possible. And that's why the Patriots wouldn't pick him up. That's my feeling because Belichick preaches that. You're right. You have to be, you have to be dependable. They have to be able to count on you. Yeah. And the other thing for Hunter, which is good in a way to go to a different team, Miami doesn't value their tight end. Oh, that's, that's for sure. Miami's offense runs through, Tagliavoa, and he's going to throw it to Tyreek Hill, and uh, I'm forgetting the other guy. I shouldn't because he's a good player. But they're two top receivers. They're going to see the ball. The tight ends are not going to see the ball very often. They're just the safety valve. Hunter's, I think he's got the tools in the toolkit. He just has to be given the opportunity. And and again, you hit the on the head. Has to stay healthy. I hope Hunter. Gets a chance with the the Rams. I uh, do too. He was a tremendous high school player, tremendous college player. He just needs somebody to believe in him and an offense that will feature the tight end once in a while. One thing about him that always impressed me, he's a smart kid. I mean, he finished he his college degree in three years and it's not basket weaving. He was, he was in into the computer programming thing. And, uh, so he's he's a really intelligent kid, and I and I I like to see those athletes make it because you know there's a lot of people that just because they're in the right place at the right time get the chance and get the big money. <laughs> this is a kid that worked for it, so we saw it on the high school level, saw it on the college level. Now I want to see it in the pros. So pay it off, Hunter. We're we're rooting for you. Before we go to the two minute drill, we have to hit on that topic that you and I love NASCAR. Tell me about what, where, where we stand and, and what you're seeing for the next few races. As you know, I'm a Team Penske guy. Uh, I like Logano. I like Ryan Blaney. He's my favorite driver. And uh, Austin Sindrick is an up-and-coming driver. Now, they uh, Joey Logano got his first win of the, the season last week in uh, Atlanta. I think... What the, the story so far in the races that have happened is Team Hendrick jumped out of the gate and looked unbeatable. However, what happened was they had an illegal part that helped 
their uh, aero, help them aerodynamically. And as you know, if you're a racing fan, that's so important. Right. Well, since that happened, uh, they haven't done so well. And last week's race was the first race where they had to use all the correct parts. The other unfortunate thing, and I say unfortunate because I also happen to like Chase Elliott. I think he's an outstanding driver. But he uh, went uh, snowboarding and broke his leg. And he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. And who knows what will happen uh, if he'll be able to, to get enough points to even make the playoffs. I know he's been granted a waiver. He's going to have a lot of points to make up. Let's shift gears now and go to the two-minute drill, sir. What have we got? Well, you know, I'm looking forward to the spring season. There are a lot of things I'd like I'd like to see if uh, the Exeter baseball team is going to continue their uh, trend among the upper echelon of uh, teams under the leadership of Bruce Joyce. I'm all, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing Coach Morissette's softball group. Will they be able to repeat? For another title, track and field is always strong at Exeter High School, as is lacrosse, as is tennis. I mean, all of the spring sports, usually a tournament bound, they're usually very strong. And that's my two minute drill. I'm looking forward to see what the spring sports calendar gives us. Just so, so folks know, the televised version of this uh, program, Seacoast sports forum we will the coach and yours truly will be going up to uh, the high school and uh, covering the teams up there we do our usual spring spring training uh go around and uh you were a good luck charm for the teams last year in particular the softball team so i know uh Kristen moore says looking forward to having you interview her again <laughs> well i know this uh, what did she tell us charm when we interviewed her in the spring i expect to contend to be in the championship game and have a chance to win the state championship they did and they and did it, it. and they did it did it and they did it uh, with with a lot of panache and uh yeah it was it was quite a season for for all the sports but the softball uh, really put the the cherry on top of all of it um they did we'll we'll get as soon as the weather cooperates we will get up there and uh, we'll have Bob, uh, our producer, do some camera work, and we'll uh, we'll do an interview with the uh, various coaches of the spring teams. And it's good to – I like that word, spring. And let's just hope Mother Nature cooperates with us, enough with the snow and ice, so we can get out on the field. Um, my yeah. two-minute drill, I just want to mention, we talked about March Madness. The uh, guys are on CBS, the ladies' March Madness tournament. That's on ESPN. One thing I'm want, uh, listening to right now is an audio book. Uh, brings up march madness sister jean remember sister jean loyola yeah of, of chicago the uh the yes. ramblers they have the, they were the dream team a couple of seasons ago and uh she put out a book wake up with purpose uh, god love her she's 102 years old still cooking and writing books now about just you know positive things good things and not necessarily how the ramblers uh made her their inspiration for that season. And uh, it, it's really kind of a good read. So Sister Jean with Wake Up With a Purpose, our, our March Madness recommendation for a book. And the other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know about you, and this I'll get your opinion on this as we wrap up. I am so tired 
if you're listening to us in the state of Massachusetts, you you realize now that that you can do I know what you're gonna say. you can do gambling on your phone now. Okay, you know, right? And and it's driving me nuts between all three of those big name you know gambling outfits. Uh, and well, you know what? And uh, Shaughnessy in the Globe had a I read that yeah. excellent column mm. where he said, you know what? For those of you who get enticed by this, you ought to just run a hose from your wallet and your bank account and just send it that way because they're just going to suck you dry. Exactly. I mean, I, I I couldn't agree with you more, and I couldn't agree with the the sister Jean uh, because you know what? We get enough negative news. Exactly. To hear something positive once in a while, yeah. that's great. Yeah, no, it was. It's a good, good read. I recommend that book, "Wake Up with Purpose." And uh, as far as his, uh, competing gambling outfits, that column that Shaughnessy made about the gambling is is right on the money too, and literally. Yeah, uh, you know, right. I mean, I think everybody that is a gambler or wishes to place a bet understands that it is legal in Massachusetts. That's right, and, and I don't need to be reminded. 25 times a day what i thought was so blatant the day of the the day the uh march madness started the men's march madness started they preempted one of the game shows in the morning let's make a deal to put on a whole hour ad for one of those gambling outfits (laughs) just to show you how you can do it before the madness starts i'm come on you know it's fun to do like pick your brackets and we do the fantasy and that'll plug this for real quick fantasy baseball is coming up. So last call, anybody wants to join us, Seco sports forum at yahoo.com. We'll get you a team in our league uh, just for fun, just for fun. There's no money involved. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it positive. Let's just have some fun with sports. That's, yeah, that's what's all tell about. those people if they join, they got to look out for coach Bruno's team. He's, his team always has the ringers on. But you did, as I mentioned to you, you were the winner in the Fantasy Football League for the Seaco Sports Forum. So congratulations. Well, thank you. And I want to let people know also that uh, if they're listening to the podcast, thank you very much. Keep listening and spread the word. We're on all the major podcast platforms. Listen and and pass the word subscribe if you see a, a button that says subscribe please so you get the latest edition of the of the program and uh, our televised version is on youtube so you can always go to seco sports forum on youtube and pick up the the televised version there so for the coach bill taylor this is sherm chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the seco sports forum podcast <laughs>